Which which podcast might this happen to be? Which number? Drum roll, please. <laughs> number ten. This is the tenth. Take me for a ride. Oh, podcast. number ten, like like a dozen. I thought that was eight. Didn't you say eight was a baker's dozen? <laughs> a small baker. <laughs> Didn't you know that history repeats? Didn't you know that history repeats? <laughs> number ten. Ten is a special number. Ten is a good thing. Ten, Hooray for ten. ten. Hooray for ten. Hooray for 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 uh take me for a ride. Hooray for our our dear listeners, and we appreciate you all so much. Thank you for being a part of ten. And um and hooray for great ideas in in the world you know i think that that take me for ride podcast has been um i've loved getting to do this during this era and getting to read all these incredible books this is a study in in contrast for me you know just like the capital the inauguration for me was a study in contrast between you know, January 6th and January 20th, what a study in contrast. Mm. And, and this era of ugliness and, the, and this era of, of racism and meanness and lying, you know, um, I, I feel like, uh, you know, every one of us has this opportunity and this is our, you know, on, on our little, in our little way, an opportunity to, 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 to engage in in ideas and 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 uh truth telling as best as we can and and listening to ideas of a lot of other a lot of other people and, and some amazing all amazing i mean the books that we've gone over in this podcast have just been um just and and, and the one we're going to discuss today is just like wow what a number 10 wow yeah um it, where, so. where there's a lot of grits of sand and if you can turn some number of them like 10 uh, into pearls, then that's a mitzvah. That's a blessing. That's a good thing to do. It is. It is. You know, and let us continue to you know inspire each other to reach for like these these intellectual and heart highs that we get from yeah from thinking about things and engaging with a lot of ideas and uh, and and being part of the uh, the thinkers. Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm definitely feeling very erudite um, because like for each book, you told me to read the first 10 pages of each book. Isn't that what you had said? No, just read the cliff notes. That was it. I thought you said, I thought you said go hiking near a cliff. (laughs) Somehow I got some link to this film called White Noise. Right. I went ahead and uh, saw it that night. It was like an hour and a half, and I'm so glad I did. I thought it was uh, incredibly disturbing, but I'm so glad I saw it. I watched it. Uh, This is, what is it? It's called White Noise, and it's it's like, what is it? Inside the the alt-right, you know, and they, 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 this guy, this incredibly bold documentarian, like basically embedded himself with three leaders in the alt-right world and kind of cozied up to them made them think that he was you know trying to understand them and basically followed them for a couple years these three folks and um daniel lombroso i believe is the uh the guy you know with the camera and i think he just i don't think he said oh i'm gonna do a movie about three of you and call it this movie about (laughs) you know I think he he said I want to you know go around with you and he he created a feeling that that they would be they'd really let get to let their light shine by this documentarian mm. and um what I was struck by is how these ideas are a click away on the internet that it's not like these people are like you know driving slave ships and things it's like they're 
they 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 they're on YouTube and they're on and they they espouse this stuff and their egos are very they they're very narcissistic and they have these egos that 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 people puff up you know we talk about that and so when you get a hundred thousand likes for this video and you're like whoa hey and then you keep talking about it and then you have merchandise around things and and like how their egos were so so it's easy when you have an ego like that that then so uh, someone comes along and is like hey I want to make a f movie about you and they're like oh okay. You know, and then, which is awesome. You know, that's brilliant. Like, it just puts out this film, and I'm sure they were like, what, what? So it's a bit seductive. Yeah. It's yeah. seductive it, to them, and uh, it's getting the word out, and um, I guess they start feeling like they can walk on water. I found that the depiction of them was, they, they seemed clownish to me. Um, they seemed... I mean, they're, they're powerful and frightening. The, dev the three of them are absolutely dangerous, in my opinion, to society. But there was Ugh. something very frail about them. I thought that they they were just they just seemed like they're people on the take. They seemed opportunistic. They seemed like this one's yep. trying to sell um, lotion and you know some health supplements. It just, it just, it just seemed like they were trying to make a buck, um, and then she, there was some great ironies. Like it turns out she has a a boyfriend who is not white. Wild. Yeah, and then Lauren Southern. Yeah, that's her Lauren name. Lauren Southern, and it seemed like for a while she was stepping back and she was like trying to reexamine things she seemed she seemed more contemplative more self-aware than maybe the other two but then she came back and i guess maybe she got seduced by the power by the clicks as you were saying right and then and then uh the other one mike cernovich yeah he he his wife was iranian Right. She's Persian, and they have a, like a little Persian baby, uh, right. which I think, to be honest, is beautiful. Right, right. But it just didn't fit. It's just see, and she's like, I don't know why this guy's doing this, but um, because the wife was interviewed, but it just seemed like they're just inserting themselves, ma making a power play, and it's, it's almost like what Trump has done in a way. Trump was not a Republican. He was a Democrat, and he's using the Republican Party and using the Christian evangelicals to, as people to step on and, and make money off of. Right, right. And I hate to say it, but duh. Right. And in terms of Spencer... He seemed the most dangerous to me. Um, I think he actually believes this stuff. Yeah, he's the one uh, that uh, was responsible for those like Heil Hitlers in uh, near the White House right after the election, you know. And the guy who did this documentary is the one who caught that video. Um, this is kind of what what we what has to be done, you know, is continue to, to expose this stuff and continue to talk about it, continue to disenfranchise this kind of stuff. And sue the um, heck out of them. Yeah, yeah. Whenever possible. Um, yeah. That's the way, I guess, in a nonviolent way, if they're breaking the law. Um, I think Spencer's being sued uh, by quite a, by quite a bit of money. You know, just back to what I was saying, which I think what I found so disturbing is that like things are a click away, and some things are like they, they some YouTube videos you'll watch it, and then and they I think they talk about this in the film. And then if you watch that, it's going to take you to something that maybe is a little more extreme. And then it, and it, and it leads you down these rabbit holes. And, you know, she, this Lauren Southern, you know, she's real pretty. She's, and she's got her long blonde hair and she's got a wink and a smile. And she makes it very, like, interesting to, 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 to watch her. And yet... And and so she, and she has all these people puffing her up saying, oh, you're, you're great. Oh, I love what you're doing. And da 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 and it wants to rear its ugly head on a free access public everything is there internet where you know there's free speech and you're allowed to say this stuff and the clicks and 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 the recommendations for your next click is designed 
to get more clicks. It's, it has nothing to do with the social agreement, the social None. fabric, or what's None. good for your community. Or it, it, it has nothing to do with destabilizing or not destabilizing a democracy. It all has to do with clicks and and increasing intensity. It's, it's the internet seems to, and social media seems to be the great radicalizer. Do, does that mm. make sense, Eric? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, that that article that we've both read uh, that was in New York Times today, that op-ed, um, I'll I'll have to link to that um, for this podcast. Uh, that uh, that was. That was incredible, man. That was amazing. It's a very well and long too. I was glad it was it was in depth, um, but just spelling out what's going on in the internet and like how these last twenty years have been this like kind of like a slow creep nightmare where like all of a sudden our um, um, our lives are these commodities. Our 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 my my friendships are these are these have been have been commodified and and um uh gee, this is by the my... harvard professor is that right was that the... yeah 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 and and yeah. and how our identities used to be sacrosanct and now it's just a commodity that is you know we we sh- we give that up the the internet uh the companies it's privatized the in this case guess we're discussing Facebook, but they own all that content uh, from us. And within that that um, sphere of whatever you want to call it, that this this current reality, these people like Lauren Southern and stuff, it's like it's it, it, it because it's not people click on things and things are shown to you not based on their goodness or the the common good or all these things that have generally been accepted about a community or things that that those things that's not why we see her videos coming up and so that um that's that's just like what we really have to be holding up red flags all of us have to be holding up red flags about this stuff and uh also um these folks are like their their racism or their what what do you want to call it their 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 belief in themselves as superior um even though it's painted in different ways by each of them they kind of paint it the three of them have their own kind of wordage for it um is uh it's perceived by their followers as almost just like a style. Oh, like, oh, she, oh, Lauren Southern's thing. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, her. And you know, it's like, it's a style or like a, like a thing, like thing to be a part of. And, uh, it's hard to, hard to explain what, what bugged me about it so much. Um, besides the obvious stuff, but just the, 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 the subtext to things that it's just like, Oh Yeah. So, so can I try to rephrase what you're saying so that I can understand it? Aside from just the obvious uh, grossness of white supremacy, um, it's almost uh, not giving respect to the power of, like, Nazism. It's almost like, oh, it's 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 just an idea. It it doesn't understand. It's not understanding history and the power of that's about to be unleashed and the darkness and the horror that that will happen if these people keep doing what they're doing it becomes like blasé it's like oh it's just a click away it's so easy you don't have to have to take you don't actually have to risk your life or um it's just a click it's easy it seems fake it seems virtual it's it, it, it and yet there's a power to it that's very, that's very, very dark. And according to this uh, article that we're referring to by this Harvard professor, the de- our democracy is very quickly unraveling, and we're right on the edge of it all. Just this experiment, this American experiment, because of these clicks, is unraveling before our very eyes. This is not like how how the younger folks don't understand. <laughs> You know, that's kind of like what I was seeing is like, oh, you all don't know what you're 
you you haven't read enough history you've you've only been engaged in the internet and so you've been engaging in all this stuff and most of what the internet offers you and that you spit back is within the last i saw a study on this that basically what people put out and spit back and read is or watch is basically has only a, a three-year time reference at max like five-year time reference that that everything that people talk about or discuss or re reference or anything only goes back to about that that long cast the origin of our discontents by isabel wilkerson what a read would you agree? Like what a read, like an essential read for everybody? I think I think the word essential is is it. I think it's a must read. I um I was uh watching an interview of Isabel Wilkerson with mm. uh my American hero Brian Stevenson from the Equal Justice Initiative and it was so humbling watching these two people talk. Mm. And like two American heroes. Like she is, you know, in terms of literature, you know, mm. she's a Pulitzer Prize winner. Right. Um, and she uh, wrote uh, The Warmth of Other Suns, which I have yet to read, which Liz has read. And I can't, I can't wait to read that one. She took 15 years to write that book. Yeah. And uh, then was quiet for about 10 years and then came out with cast. You know, it's like, whoa, what an American hero. And again, just speaking of contrasts, Someone like Isabel Wilkerson versus these folks in this movie, this 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 white noise movie we're talking about. Like, what a contrast. Mm. What a contrast. Cast, so, cast is something that it's in all of our lives. It's so inherent. It's almost like, let's discuss breathing. Right. Or drinking water. It's so right. basic in all our lives, and yet... It's something that's really not discussed that much. Yeah. She uses India and Nazi Germany and the U.S. to explore the idea of caste. And uh, what a brilliant way to put it in front of us. And, uh, you know, I, I was, you, we've both been to India. I've spent quite a bit of time in India. And I definitely, before reading this book, would have said, oh, yeah, well, the caste system in India is, is very complex, you know, and I, I don't think I ever added up or thought of the U.S. as having a caste system. And uh, that's due to my own ignorance of my own house, to be honest, after reading this book. I, she, she definitely made the case and, con and convinced me she's an incredible writer. To, to you know, think about it differently. You know, she she's a brilliant. She, I love metaphors, and she uses metaphors so brilliantly in this book. You know, the one the the one about like imagine, uh, well, the 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 whole concept of a house of our, the of our country being like an old house that has all these leaks and bad floorboards and things, and a basement that you know floods and stuff, and you have to try to take care of that house and figure out wh where the issues are. Um, but she also talks about like coming into a theater, like where someone brings you into a theater and with a flashlight, you know, you're late to the show and they like guide you to your seat and how, how that, how all of us are like guided into our seats of the, sh of the, of the, of the movie or the play and that we, we step into this world uh, embodying and being a part of a, of a, of a, of a play which that's the other thing she says talks about is the use of the word cast. You know, she explores the word cast is like a cast in a play. And right. So that you're, you're, you're assigned a role in society and it's not based on merit. It's not a meritocracy. It's just based on uh, the rules of your society. And, and in uh, Germany, uh, the, there was, you know, it's a very strict hierarchy, and the Jews and uh, gypsies were at the bottom of the caste, and the white Aryans were at, at the top. And in India, you have the Dalits at the bottom of society and the Brahmins up on top. And in the United States, at the bottom, you have dark black people. And right. at the top, you have the European 
white people. Right. And can, I mean, her, uh, uh, discussion of the fact that the Nuremberg Laws, written in what 1935, I believe, in uh, um, which basically separated Jews from the rest of Ger- the German population, they studied, you know, the eugenesis of the United States. Uh, you know, we always think of. I I, I feel Germ- uh, history is often proposed to us that oh, Germany had this ter- did this terrible thing, and then the U.S. went and fought Germany in World War II, and we defeated Hitler, w- without having any sense of ownership of that as 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 uh, as Americans, as white Americans, that, like that they actually they were studying what was going on here. <laughs> To learn from you know, it, so that yeah. they could better suppress their "quote unquote" lower caste, and they were like, and they're they taking were like, notes. They, they were like, "Dang, those Americans are extreme." Like the one drop rule, basically, where like here, if you have one drop of black blood, you're you're considered lower caste. Yeah, lower caste, and and uh, that's wow. The Germans were like, "Dang." So and, so what uh, is what is caste? It's a way to subjugate it's a way to manipulate power correct you find ways to you set you set some rules right you set rules she made a thought experiment imagine it was tall tall people and short people right and the tall people are like oh we're the we're the better ones or the short people say we're the better ones and anyone who's tall is no is it has to get to the back of the line or the back of the bus or whatever um and uh, yeah, it's rules. Just people finding ways to, to 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 gain advantage. I found it fascinating that someone like myself would. I'm you know I'm this white guy. I would think that I'm not really part of that system because I don't accept it. I don't believe in it. But I'm I am part of it in a, in in many many ways. Mm. Um, and I participate in it um and i i thought there was you know a lot of eye openers for me in terms of supporting a system that allows this to happen Um, right it's it's just uh it's horrible it's horrible and as brian stevenson was saying in this interview with isabel wilkerson that it's a system that makes all of us sick physically sick all of us and yeah. that that like the the, the 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 you know the title of the book the, uh, the 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 origin of our discontents um boy does it you know i think it's important uh, as a read because it really does make us make everyone you, you know wrestle you know i certainly i wrestled with with things as i read and and you know like you're saying wow jeez the stuff you don't even you're not even aware of you know and uh that's how powerful cast is um the book and the the, the concept uh boy there was so many segments of this book that were memorable um one springs to mind without giving too many details right uh toward the end where the author uh was at home and called a, a service person to come and help fix something in the basement. Oh my gosh, that was so that was it's yeah. so emotional. It's so the right. stories were so emotional, and I could so relate to them. Um, and she was this black woman and a widow, and she needed help. And this white serviceman came with a MAGA hat on right, and, right. and essentially treated her like a piece of shit. Um, right. And she had to figure out common ground in order to, you know, so let's talk, let's talk about our, she started talking about family, you know, just try to like establish some common ground and, you know, <laughs> but that was very powerful because it worked. It did. She touched his humanity and they had that i think i think that was a very powerful moment in the in the book because he changed his attitude and that's really the whole point of the book it's not to say how horrible we all are 
um, to have these inherent destructive hierarchies. It's how to have a more of a level playing field, I thought. And I think she provided by sh showing and not telling in her book how to do that. And that is um, to to reach out to the other person, try to find a common humanity. She said something really beautiful um, about, about love. I saw in this interview, she says that she's writing about she just said, I'm writing about love, love for, you know, yourself, your family, love for your community, love for your country and love for the planet. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it ultimately it costs, ultimately it costs humanity when we have hierarchies like this and, and that this assertion of love. There's a lot, there's a long way yeah. we have to go. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be a long slog through the desert for 40 years and, or maybe longer at the rate we're going. But there's something, there's a lot of things that just clarified in my mind by reading this book. One of which was, if you look at elections and you think, oh my gosh, all those people are voting against their economic self-interest, which is another way of saying all these people, and I'm talking about tens and tens of millions of people, are voting against their self-interest, it would appear but what they're really doing or they think they're doing is they're voting to maintain the caste system so that they are on top. It's an illusion, but it's very powerful, and that's people's belief. They, yeah. People want to maintain the, the lowest of the white caste has to be higher than the highest of the lower caste. It's almost like if you listen to this, the, the language of that side, they're really saying, get back, get back in your place, get, we're casting you right. in, 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 a, in a rigid spot in the caste system, get back there's more of you than there are us right now, and we're angry and scared and we're violent, and we've got so many weapons. Right. And we're going to take you on. That's what they're saying by saying, um, make America great. Right. Or remember how things used to be. Right. Uh, or we won the election. Fake news. Right. It's all coded language for... Um, you're, you people on the left are too chicken shit to stand up and we're not afraid. We're more interested in power than in fairness or truth. We're making a bid for power and you people are wasting your time trying to hash out on the left, um, all your little silly rules. And we don't, we don't give a shit about that because because we only care about power. Yeah, and that that we think like all this like lying and this like you know uh, lying, I guess that we see all in Tucker Carlson and on Trump and you know and saying one thing and then Lindsey Graham says this and then he says this and then he says this. We're like, oh my god, and I I think like you know back to like the book or like the like black folks are like that shit's always been going on right yeah that's always always been part of the american story i think white people now are just having to like deal with it more and so like the it's people got our like, backs up yeah and uh <laughs> it's just like oh so that's what this feels like oh it doesn't feel so, so good no it doesn't it doesn't. Um, Brian Stevenson um, is like he's like my American hero. He mm -hmm. lives in Montgomery, Alabama. He started this. He has dedicated his life to defending and getting like uh, men, especially black men, off of death row for crimes they didn't commit for and uh, and. Um, 
he, um, two years ago, created this unbelievable memorial that I drove to with my parents and Leah. We went to it. Mm. It's the uh, it's a memorial to lynching in the country. Oh my gosh! In Montgomery, Alabama, and there's also a museum uh, of of uh, about. Um, the history of lynching and then mass incarceration and slavery. Wow. So there's a museum and then you walk to this memorial and it is so powerful. And I actually, I thought I'd play you just a bit of some singing and some talking and Brian Stevenson talks in this just, and it's just a, it's a couple minutes, but I thought I'd play this to you, uh, play this for you. I think just in terms of a musical offering, cause there was some singing at the dedication. Okay. And I thought this might be something to, to, sh- so uh, just some background, uh, and I'll link to this video that, but the, the lynching memorial has all of these hanging, um, metal boxes that, represent all the lynchings um oh my across the country and each one represents multiple lynchings from different from different states and mm. at the lynching in the museum they have these jars of soil at the sites where lynchings happened and they're in these jars i'll have to send this to you this stuff is so deep and it was so deep that we took a trip we drove to from to montgomery alabama to go to this place from dc and it's like an American pilgrimage site. And um, and an aside, this guy's my total hero. And, you know, I run and I'm, I always am up early in the morning. And our hotel is right next to the Equal Justice Initiative, which is his place. And I go out on the street um, right. that morning for a run at 6 in the morning. Right. And into, the, into EJI is Brian Stevenson walking in. Wow. At the moment I come out of my hotel and I'm about to go on my run, and we're the only two people on the street. I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh my God. And I literally, you know, tears in my eyes. I'm like, Oh my God, Brian Stevenson. You're you're my hero. Oh my God. You're incredible. You know, he's so humble. He's such a nice guy, but, um, he's, he's, yeah. Anyway, the work of people like this to, 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 uh, you know, unearth and to, to, to establish truth. So anyway, this is, this is a bit of singing and uh, some talk talking from oh. the uh, it's the national memorial to peace and justice and you can see these all of these all of those hanging bo- metal boxes oh my gosh rep- yes represent lynchings uh not just across the south even in maryland and you know other parts of the country so i'll, I'll play this last bit here we soil there is the sweat of those who were enslaved that's brian stevenson in the soil is the blood of those who were lynched in the soil are the tears of those who were humiliated during segregation but in the soil we have collected we can plant something and it can grow and it can be beautiful and it can nurture us and it can feed us and lead us into a new era standing here with Brian today to say that that's our challenge and every time you look at one of these people they're not just crying out to be remembered for the lynching that took place they're crying out to say to you you can do better we can do better we can create the blood community we can create a place where all of us can thrive we can create that world if we stand together and work together and believe together and hope together and dream together for that very day where all justice rolls down like a mighty rivers and righteousness like a mighty stream. No, we'll never turn back. 
Powerful, huh? Wow. Yeah. It's like a it's a national pilgrimage site. You know, and as I was watching that I was the last thing I want to say about uh, uh, about the book, well there's many other things, but for now uh is that she talks about Germany and how Germany has dealt with reckoning and uh Germany basically there's no statues to like Himmler up in Germany. Right. And um, Germans basically largely have a shared reality that what happened in that era was was terrible, and we have to acknowledge it. Like this, the the the, the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin is this huge thing, you know, and people visited in Berlin, and and uh, that we have never had that kind of reckoning in this country, and um, that that's the big challenge is that we don't have that shared agreement about the history being an utterly terrorizing and traumatic experience for a large portion of the population. TM4R asks their teens, is the internet a good thing? All right, so what I will compare the internet to or to like, you know, the negative connotations of it uh, versus the positive, the positives of the internet would be I, I, I like to compare it to like the Bible. Y you know, we can all draw many negatives from the Bible, from, you know, people using it as like a source to denounce gay people, to denounce, I mean, to put down races, to put down sexualities, to, but in its purest form, the Bible was meant to keep people alive and to teach people goodness. And that's what the, I think, you can draw all these negative things from the internet, you know, there's, obviously there's tons of negative stuff the internet has created back just to January 6th. I mean, that was, that was absolutely the fault of the internet and social media. But I, uh, I think there's always going to be negatives to something, but I think social media and the internet... I, I, social media, not so, but the internet definitely has made us as a society a lot smarter and a lot more aware of our being, and yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of a reflection of us kind of as people, because we're people and we're the ones putting stuff out on the internet. So, I mean, yeah, there's not great stuff on the internet sometimes, but that's because there's people who have like are putting these things out that aren't great and I mean we kind of have to understand that there are people who disagree or don't respect people and it's not good but yeah I know there are people like that I mean there's always going to be radicals no matter where you are or who you're with you know, if you get a large group of people together, there's always going to be radicals that believe stuff that's way beyond what what you would consider, I guess, moral decency. Or I mean, I don't, I don't know what you would, but like, no matter where you are, there's going to be people that are a little bit beyond what would be considered the right thing to do. But I, I think that that doesn't outweigh the fact that like. If I wanted to, and I did this summer, like if I wanted to go learn to do something, you know, this summer I really wanted to learn some coding for, you know, phones. And I went and took a coding course. And I was able to do that on my own time, in my own room, and learn, like, how to do a, a, a thing that's not, that wouldn't be easy to learn 20 years ago. You know, and I think that absolutely out, um, that absolutely trumps the, <laughs> trumps the, negatives of I mean I think that there's so much information like just all right there and with the algorithm like I mostly personally don't get things that are harmful because I don't go down that path I guess but if you start to like search certain things it'll like lead you down certain paths that can be harmful 
Right. I don't know if I'm explaining this right. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. I, we I, were just talking I, about so that. So I, I talk about exactly my fear. Right. I talk about my fear for Julian and just because I was, what, a 12 and 13-year-old boy who liked video games? And that is very clearly a target audience for, like, algorithms to put, like, Ben Shapiro on their timeline who talks to their, you know, 13-year-old boy feeling their superiority as a man instead of a woman or whatever ben shapiro speaks to that and they go down this rabbit hole and they see ben shapiro who starts out he's like just like this very intelligent jewish guy you know who says offensive things but he's still like you know he has a brain but then that leads them down a pathway and suddenly they're watching alex jones and getting like getting washed brainwashed by that ideology you know i'll be going i'll go into a video game with a friend and like the people in the video game are just like racist homophobic xenophobic you know misogynistic and not because they actually believe those things but it's just because that's what they they're taking in at all points and they're not exposed to the real world all they see is what's on their screen you know as you say they're not taught any empathy they're only taught what they see on the screen Hmm. so they just voice all these like just awful things Hmm. And make it seem like it's okay because, right. hey, it's happening while we're playing this game that you like. Yeah. It's... Yeah, and I feel like I don't really um, watch, like, that many YouTube videos, but, like, the internet kind of has all these, I don't know, it's kind of connected in that, like, if you're, you search up something, it might, like, come up with ads for, like, a different... So even if you were you're watching like YouTube videos on something and then later you do something else, it could come up with things that were related to the right first thing that weren't. I mean, and and they they have the they who is they, but I mean, there's algorithms that just know the like. I mean, there was a fascinating article about like you can i mean any one of us you can look up everything that google knows about you and i was very curious so i mean i went to it google thinks i'm 25 to 35 years old probably because i read articles online not like (laughs) but other than that other than my age google had like everything right about what is that site it's called adsettings.google.com. Adsettings.google.com. And so first thing right here, 45 to 54 years old. Yes, you're 45 uh-huh. to 54 years old. Male, yes. Wall Street, I mean, these are all sites that you like. So oh, Wall Street Journal, gosh. MacPaw, I mean, like all these Apple iOS, they know you have an iPhone. Uh, you know, they know you like animated films, I guess, oh Simpsons. Oh my gosh. I mean, like it's blues. I mean, to down to everything oh my gosh family i mean like it, they know everything about you and it's like just oh that my gosh ad settings.google.google.com wow i'm scared so, I mean, to look on yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have to whoa my gosh audio equipment yeah board I mean, games yep yep oh my gosh that's too disturbing. But can anybody see anyone else's settings, Leo? I no. You have to be in your. That's it's a Google. It's a it's oh, Google. See. Basically, I think it was because of a lawsuit they had to do that so that they like they basically had to say all the information they collect about you. So when they talk about conservatives, right? You know. Um, Think more about preservatives and, you know, all that you could... All the sticky ends <laughs> that they come to. So I think what you're saying is that you can make the case that I'm not really saying anything. Or you could also say that you can either choose between democracy and conservative, but you can't have both. Yeah, I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to just blow them all away. No, 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 that's not conservative. That's revolutionary. That's right. Radical. And I, I <laughs> guess in part we have a we have a love for revolutionary in this country. I mean, I mean uh, the original revolutionary. Do you know who it was? Um, uh, that was Mr. Peach. Yeah, actually Momo. Oh, that was Momo. His friend Momo. Yeah, if he was such a good friend, why did he sue yeah. him for like forty million dollars? <laughs> But anyway, because he diff- got out of a uh, cult of uh, the fuzzy, it was uh, the fuzzy, fuzzy wuzzies. The fuzzy, w- <laughs> so, 
the sneeches it's a, it's a, and the it's peaches. It's a sneech, but it's a form of sneech love when you sue someone for $40 million to silence them. Is that conservative? It is. You're trying to preserve the silence, the sound of silence anyway. So, so I, yeah, I think what happened was Mr. Peach was, I think he went into a wabbit hole, uh, squoey wabbit. No, he will. We did, will we? In and and duck season. Yeah, yeah. Rabbit season. It was a four seasons. Uh, it was a, a, a hotel. Uh, oh please, Mister Fudd, don't let Mister Giuliani run the impeachment. Uh, or is that a peach? Are you just glad to see me? Uh, Giuliani is like uh, a Jew. Giuliani. In fact, is that not correct that he's from Jupiter? Right. That's, in fact, if you're thinking about hierarchies and things like caste, right? People got cast. All the Jews are in Jupiter. Is that right? Yeah. No, think about it. Because Saturn, Saturn's the ring. That's where the Pope, that's where the Christians are. <laughs> the Jews are in Jupiter. And they've got this laser, dude. It's this, it's a space laser that slices really? up peaches. Well, I mean, it's because yeah, it slices peaches. Yes, and and it can actually light a flame under the peaches. You oh, know? it's hot, man! Kind of a flambe kind of thing. I don't, I don't know about the flambeing thing. Isn't that, isn't that a little bit uh, risque? Is that um, with the whips and stuff? It, <laughs> oh, hold on! I am holding on. <laughs> That's the problem. This is TM4R, not SNM. Oh, got it. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you stepped into the wrong pad. Twenty million dollars to do this new thing. Rupert, this new thing. Rupert gave me money. Rupert Murdoch. Rupert in Murdoch. The castle. <laughs> you know that song? I do. In fact, <laughs> it's it's sung by the the group called the Casts. Rupert. Bert Murdoch, Murdoch lived in a castle. He's a conservative. Oh my God, he lives in a castle. He's playing chess. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and they castled. Exactly. And that's, you know, when, they, when you castle, you take the king and you grab him by the head. <laughs> I don't want to hear you... about it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that on Jupiter. Sorry. <laughs> but you may yeah, do that but, on Saturn, but, uh, buddy. But... Uh, yeah, Venus, you know, Venus don't, and the bishop, you don't, know. Don't, yeah. don't Go there with me. You listen. grab the head of the king, and you and you. It's kind of like Louis the Sixteenth, except that's not conservative to say. So you take the king and you move him over to this square, and the castle, you take over uh, to the 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 the, the um, circle. Oh, it's the donut, right? The donut the hole. Donut. He yeah. goes goes into the wabbit hole. Uh, so I, I'm I'm still trying to understand. If Mr. Peach has a decision to make yes. between democracy and power, yes, obviously the Peach is going to go for the power. Uh, okay, wouldn't uh, you? Okay, um, depends. If I'm on a chessboard and the Peach is on my side, and it rolls off the board and down to the floor, and you know, like you know. My child runs by and steps on it by accident, and all of a sudden we got a big mess on the floor. Right. All of a sudden, I'm just cleaning up the floor, and I can't worry about you know democracy or conservative or any of that stuff. You know, we just got to clean up the mess on the floor. You do and that, I get twenty million dollars from Rupert. Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. He's a friend of Mark. Mark Z. Uh, Mark Z. Does Mark Z have a laser? He does. It's very Jewish. <laughs> it's from Jupiter. And and not only that, but the Jewish space laser lights up my life. This little laser of mine. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to make me shine. Hey. This, this, this little laser of mine. <laughs> She's going to make it shine. <laughs> It's good to have a laser, you know. It's good to have a Jewish laser. A Jewish laser. So, <laughs> I hear you got a lot of energy. <laughs> That's so nice. You concentrated light. But I'm just sitting here in the dark. <laughs> I'll just sit here. I'm fine. 
I'm okay to sit in the dark. You have the laser. Laser wolf. <laughs> a blessing on your head. Laser wolf. Laser wolf. <laughs> to listen to Grateful Dead. Laser wolf. Laser wolf. Such and son-in-law. He eats a lot of coast law. The Taylor modal cams oil. Now, you may have flown over a lot of TM4R listeners' heads, possibly unless they're all Fiddler on the Roof fans. And this could be actually, there may be a Venn diagram right here of how many Fiddler on the Roof fans and TM4R fans are there. And when you when you put those together... You can thread them actually... together through a laser light. <laughs> like laser-scopic surgery? Yes. Like, yes, yeah. that's another way to... If, if you've got a prostate issue, but we don't have to go there right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, sometimes you're trying to say something and there's, like, a blockage in the flow. True. That's where the Jewish laser light comes in handy. Well, it doesn't have to come in handy, if you know what I mean. Nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Say no more. It's a lovely day for a bris. Oh, I see. I see, I see you. <laughs> I see where this is going. I see you. So the Jewish laser is actually prefer performing the bris? Well, yes, and you have to be very careful because it's being shown from Jupiter, and it's a lot of distance. I mean, if you just move a little tiny bit, you just, whoops. Whoops is right. <laughs> Whoops is right. Okay, so, well, it'd be a smaller family for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Less little, uh, little moshies there. <clears throat> so it's just a little, like, just a little tenth of a, you know, this way. Tenth of a, tenth of a, little bits of, uh, and that's, I will keep that in mind. Do do keep that in mind. Do, but that's the absolute brilliant thing about Mr. Peach. The laser? No, I'm not or sure the, what. But I know there's something brilliant about Mr. Peach. It's associated with what we were talking about. I just don't know what it is. The circumcision of Mr. Peach. No, no, right? the circumstance. If you can't tell the difference between a circumstance, circumspect, or a circum. Cucum, which is actually the, the powder in turmeric, then I'm not going to send you to get my health aids anymore. That's not very conservative of you. Nor is it very considerate of you. <laughs> I'm trying to be both considerate and conservative because in the end, you know, when it comes to like breakfast time and a bagel, a good bagel with some white fish on it. I at least want a little bit of, just a, a little bit of that peach preserves. And just in the end, the peach you get, it's equal to the Jew-ish laser light. <laughs>